Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the Mountaineer Insider Podcast, which marks the finale of the first season of this show, as always. I am your host, Caden Smith, and while this may be the end of the first 12 pack of episodes for this program, I can assure you this will not be the last you hear from me or App State student athletes moving forward. And as we round out season one, we're going to end things with a bang, as we'll be talking to App State wrestler Tommy Askey. Per usual, make sure you give us a subscribe, rate us, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you go for your podcasting needs. We now have a dozen episodes for you all to listen to, so make sure you go back, check out whatever you missed, or maybe even binge listen to our first season front to back. I've definitely heard worse ideas before. And as always, the Mountaineer Insider Podcast is an avenue for Appalachian State fans and patrons to get an in-depth look into the qualities that make our student athletes both special and unique. We are really excited to give you this opportunity to use this platform and show you all these athletes offer both inside of and outside of their athletic arenas. This podcast is sponsored by the 3333 Collective, which is made up of a group of supporters committed to providing engagement opportunities for student athletes, ultimately enhancing the lives of these hardworking athletes. You can follow all the action and get all updates on all 3333 Collective engagements and how you can become involved in the efforts by following us on all social media platforms at 3333 Collective. Now for our guest, Tommy Askey, a New York native who took home a state championship for the 152 pound weight class for Pine Bush High School. Then three years later for the Mountaineers finds himself taking home the SOCON title for the 157 pound weight class just last season. And what was a remarkable year, not just for Tommy, but for the Mountaineers team as a whole. We talk about Tommy's wrestling journey, the ins and outs of the sport, and some of the hobbies he likes off the mat in our season finale. Again, thanks to all the listeners and all the supporters who have been along for the ride in this debut season of this amazing journey. You are all appreciated. There is more to come. But what's coming up right next is my conversation with App State Wrestling student athlete Tommy Askey. Well, we're pleased to be joined by App State wrestler Tommy Askey. Tommy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm happy to have you on the show to end the first season of the Mountaineer Insider Podcast. And I'm especially happy, Tommy, because like you, I was also born in New York. I didn't spend much time living there, but I visited a ton at the state. It's very special to me. I know you're from Pine Brush, Bush, Bush, sorry. Could you maybe tell the listeners about what it's like growing up there and what it's like being from there? Yeah. Um, so Pine Bush is pretty similar kind of to Boone because it's like in a valley. So it's pretty mountainous and all that. And Honestly, the weather's pretty similar, too, with the cold and the hot and snow and all that. And tell us about the wrestling culture up there. Obviously, the Northeast is very popular with wrestling. It's more popular there than I think anywhere else in the country. And I know you started at a young age, starting the sport at second grade. So just talk about the wrestling journey in there, what the culture is like up there as far as wrestling up north. Yeah, um, wrestling up north is huge because, especially where I live, I'm close to the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania so I would go to Jersey and practice all the time go to tournaments in PA all the time and just tournaments in New York and just everybody kind of starts at a pretty young age there and just kind of scrap and get after it. Now I know you wanted to become a boxer at a young age after watching a Rocky movie and your mom didn't let you wrestle or didn't let you box so instead let you wrestle instead. I had a similar experience when I played football. I wanted to play tackle football really bad. And my mom made me play flag football first before I got into that kind of see what I was working with at first. But moms are always looking out. It sounds like she was looking out. I know you have some brothers as well. Could you tell us about your family and how they've supported you throughout your wrestling career that started so long ago and is still happening today? Yeah, my mom, uh, 
she sacrificed a lot for me because um, usually I'd go to Jersey like two, three times a week just to practice, and that would be at least an hour 15 ride. And she would be doing that after work. And then my grandma would bring me to the gym. So she sacrificed a lot there. And then my dad and brother just kind of always just try to stay supportive with complimenting me and trying to keep me just right mentally. For sure. Shout out all the moms who took all the sons and daughters to practices over the years, despite if it worked out for them or not. Definitely a big responsibility to take on and definitely something I know you and me and all athletes are thankful for. Now, your senior year at Pine Bush, you go undefeated. You take home a state championship, a really good friend of mine won the state title in Georgia for his weight class. And I just get goosebumps thinking about the experience. It's a it's a bigger stadium. The crowd's electric. The intros are awesome. The high school championship wrestling environment, I imagine, is is even more elevated in a state like New York. Could you talk about that experience and what you remember most from winning that state title? Yeah. Um, the coolest part was, uh, so right before the finals, I walked out and two kids kind of hung their hand over the balcony. I hot-fived them. So that was pretty cool to do that. And just, uh, thing is, I don't remember much of the match. I just kind of was in the moment. But the last takedown I remember getting and just looking up and looking at the coaches all excited. And it was just a real cool experience. Definitely one I'm sure you'll never forget. And there's plenty of programs you probably could have chosen from across the country. But you come down south, you wrestle and choose to wrestle at App State. What went into that decision and kind of what ultimately made you choose App State as where you wanted to wrestle? Um, so uh, one of my club coaches knew of the old assistant coach, uh, Ryan LeBlanc. And so R Ryan LeBlanc kind of recruited me. And then um, he he left, actually, before I even came to campus. And then a new coach came in, Coach Ian Miller. And me and him really, really connected really well. We were both at the same weight class and all that. And... We just kind of all grew out, that grew, grew together there, and it was weird, I guess, at first, because I was a Zoom recruit because of COVID, so I never got to see campus until I moved into the dorm. So I was a little, a little weird. Definitely, I wanted to talk about that freshman year. Obviously, you mentioned the weather might be the same from from where you're from to Boone, but I'm sure there's a lot of different culture and aspects to that as far as being in Boone versus being in New York and. You also joined the program, like you mentioned, in a 2020 calendar year that came with a lot of different challenges and curveballs with COVID. What was your freshman year like, I guess, just not only adjusting to a new environment, being in a, a different culture and in a different state, but also having to deal with COVID as well? Yeah, um, so freshman year was a little weird with uh, in the dorms, too, because mostly everybody in the dorms were student athletes for the most part. And um, you had to have like a not many visitors in the dorm in your room always wearing masks and all that and then um for practice we even did like kind of little bubbles like certain amount of the team would go in at certain times and our preseason was even longer so we did more runs and all that uh, definitely an interesting experience and now we'll get to your SOCON championship from last season, but before we get to that, I just wanted to look at your freshman and sophomore seasons that you had at App State. You clearly continued to improve in those years, get to the heights that you got to last season just through that process. What would you say the biggest lessons you learned, the growth that you saw in that time as a freshman, as a sophomore, kind of getting introduced to college wrestling? Yeah, so um, John John Milner was like my, my main partner, 
And uh, I, I was really lucky because right when I got on campus, he kind of just took me under his wing. And, like, we started drilling a lot, and I learned a lot from him. And just technique, his mindset, and all that. And then same with Coach Miller. Um, just wrestling with them, like, had me learn how to keep great position and all that. And just kind of, even though I didn't start those years, like, they just kind of kept me a course and made me believe that when my shot comes, I'll make the most out of it. Could you maybe talk about what the biggest difference is between wrestling at the high school level and the college level? It seems like one of those one-on-one -on -one sports where things might not seem different from the outsider's perspective as far as competing against one person and giving your best and trying to stack up points and get takedowns and do all that stuff. Could you maybe talk about what the biggest differences were that you noticed when you first came to App State as far as between high school wrestling and wrestling at the collegiate level? Yeah, so um, wrestling in college, there's, everybody has man strength. So like hand fighting a neutral, it's it's a whole different game. It's hard to like right when you're a freshman, you kind of get bullied and beat up and all that. And a lot of people like these higher recruits aren't used to that. So it's it's that's a big adjustment. And just getting off a of bottom is huge because <laughs> they're just way stronger, more athletic, and yeah. Yeah, I'm sure at moments it felt like you were wrestling outside of your weight class with some of the strength of those guys. I know adjusting to football at the college level is obviously a lot more physical, but I feel like wrestling is just a whole other level as far as having to impose your physicality on someone else. But let's talk about your SoCon championship win from last season. I mean, you have a breakout year. You go 30 and 13, 11 and 1 in duels, 8 and 0 in so SoCon champion or SoCon duels as well. And you ultimately win the conference title for the 157 pound weight class. What would you say? attributed most to that season you were able to have last year and what are you going to remember most about it um i remember most about it just being able to wrestle after john john because that was just a cool a cool thing for me because he's kind of like a just like a role model for me and to be able to be in the same lineup as him and wrestle after him was just cool and then with coach miller they those two really helped me develop and become like who I am and even coach Bentley helped me a lot with just hand fighting and stuff like that and coach Patterson helped me with getting off the bottom because I used to struggle there a lot and then um, all of them just kind of helped me with belief because I feel like that was my biggest problem in like freshman sophomore year like like knowing that I was as good as I am I guess and realizing it Definitely cool to have the mental and the physical side of things kind of pair together and all come together for you last season. When did it click for you? I mean, you had such an amazing record. You you went undefeated in the conference. When did you have that moment when, you're, when your confidence felt like it was fully formed? And when you stepped on the mat, then you knew, hey, I, I am at that championship level now. I can I can beat anyone I put in front of me. Um, I think a huge thing for me was um, wrestling at the Cliff Keen Invitational last year when I, I placed there, and it just kind of gave me a good confidence there because I got my first one of my first ranked wins there and it just kind of helped with uh with me realizing and believing a little bit more definitely cool and you you mentioned coach John Mark Bentley he's obviously extremely established and accomplished as a head coach he's has this program yet again ranked in the top 25 as it stands right now has him kind of as a, a regular powerhouse talk about what maybe makes him special and how he's been able to kind of lift this program up and keep it afloat for so long 
yeah, he um he keeps all of us accountable. Like if we're slacking in practice, he's gonna call us out and make sure we're picking it up and hitting the moves as hard as possible. Like making it like match feel, and he's just always pushing us. And and then there's times he jokes with us, and it's everybody has like a cool connection with him. He jokes around and all that, but he's also serious. You got any good stories about him? I know he's a guy that I only got to see across campus, and he's an intimidating dude for sure, but it sounds like he has a little bit more of a bright side. Do you have any great stories with, with Coach Bentley? Um, well, uh, I can say one off of – there is uh, one – this is off of ESPN. Like, we were wrestling uh, NC State. I can't remember what year, and one of the – Porter's like zoomed in on him and he when we wrestle duels he he's always serious has a very serious face and it's pretty intimidating and one of the reporters were like was one of the NC State wrestlers and they said they're always intimidated by him and just by his eyes and his how he's looking and all that so I thought that was pretty funny yeah I could definitely co-side that he's he's a dude that looks like a kind of guy that you definitely don't want to mess with and that's that's great to have as a wrestling coach I definitely feel like the program's kind of embody that too but let's just talk about some some things with wrestling i feel like people might not know about and i feel like the biggest thing when it comes to the preparation that gets talked about is having to cut weight you hear these crazy stories of people doing all these different tactics and methods to make weight and then getting the weight back could you maybe talk about what cutting weight looks like for you and for what you get to see with some of your your teammates as well yeah sometimes it's rough it it really depends like like for Wayne's at home, it's a little easier just because we have our own facilities and all that. But when we travel, it's it's a lot it's a lot more tough. Like this year with um with the Cliff Keen tournament, me and uh, our thirty three pounder Ethan Oakley, we had to we worked out twice that day and we were still over, so we had to go run in the gym and cut a little bit more weight just before we go to bed, and that was pretty rough. Our, our mouths are very dry. We have cotton mouth. And we just got to push through and lose. We had to lose a probably a little over a pound there. Could not imagine that for sure. Is that something you've gotten used to over your years as wrestling? I mean, I know that's something that goes back to the high school days and the college days. Is that something you ever struggled with, or is it something you kind of just? It comes with being a wrestler. You understand that's a kind of a part of the deal. And no matter how bad it is or how how good it could possibly be for you, you have to just kind of come to terms with it. Yeah, uh, I I'm in high school like. You learn a lot about uh, the right way to cut weight when you get to college. Like high school, you kind of just throw sweats or plastics on and work out and then try to lose it that way. But now we kind of just do it the right way. Like if you're a little over, go work out, eat a little bit, work out again. And and just wrestling is better than running because you get to save your legs a little bit more. Definitely. And I want to talk a little bit about what your off seasons look like. I have memories of, of seeing the wrestling team up at five in the morning, running up Howard's knob and doing these extreme workouts and really pushing yourselves to the limits and also comes with the discipline as well of having to make weight. Could you talk about what your off season looks like? What is, what is it like being a wrestler and preparing to wrestle in that off season and getting ready for the actual season? Yeah. So off season we do, um, we train for, a. Uh, the freestyle nationals and try to make a world team there and so we usually wrestle um i guess it depends on everybody's summer classes schedules and all that but most of the times it's pretty like early morning like 6 a.m practices and lifts and all that and then it's really just kind of dedicated to everybody's schedule 
and it's all freestyle practices and with our with our intensive campers we run they run all the time and we all run the knob in the summer early morning and that's always pretty tough because it's it's pretty pretty good incline yeah when anytime we have to do howard's knob i usually just walk if you just walk the whole time you're gonna usually do well there's people who can't run the whole time and you'll eventually catch them but i think y'all coming at a little bit differently but you can we talk about the the mental side of wrestling too as well i feel like obviously the the physical side of it is what's put on display having to pin people having to get takedowns do all of the little things that it takes but also obviously a lot of a lot of thought comes into it too as far as making decisions on the fly on the mat having to adjust to that and even just mentally kind of preparing to kind of go at physical combat with someone else could you talk about maybe the importance compared to the physical side of wrestling is the mental side and having to have that strong mind when you when you enter the mat and really all off season when it comes to your discipline and your preparation yeah so um basically with men for the mental side it's basically comes with just drilling confidence and the more you drill the more confidence you get like if i take if you take a shot kind of not as not with confidence that gives that other guy like a, a shot to kind of capitalize on that so if i take a shot confidence and blast right through him it's it's better to do that than kind of like do like a wishing well attempt and and just kind of having confidence in your ability like and that comes just from drilling every day like hard drills and with your partners giving your match feel and just trying to win every position like it's like an overtime go like you have to win uh, definitely interesting i think the the respect i have for y'all and all the combat sports for having to kind of tie in the mental aspect of your preparation and make calculated moves while also having that physical intensity be there is definitely it's not something you see in every sport for sure but sticking on wrestling a little bit and talking about name image likeness i feel like when you talk about nil in the college space now obviously the big time football players and the basketball players dominate that space and that's what the headlines are going to be about but for you and your teammates it's a little bit different you come at it with a different perspective you have different opportunities in different ways to to capitalize on nil could you maybe talk about how nil has impacted you and your teammates compared to say what we all hear about nil from the outside yeah so um me ethan oakley and uh Heath Gonyer have a little NIL deal with uh, Hungry Howie's and Penn Station, and they just give us cards, and we're we're able to get like free meals, and that's that's huge for us. And then um, Cody Bond and Ethan also have uh, a thing with Clean Eats, so they get a bunch of meals a week, and that's that's just huge for us because being able to get something just nice and easy to get on the go. Is just really good for for weight and all that. No, definitely. I think people kind of discredit or, or don't think enough about how those those little things can go a long way for student athletes. Having little things like food taken care of, you can definitely go a long way. But we know you have a big wrestling side, but I also know you have a motorsport side. You like to fix up bikes. You go to scrapyards with your brother. Where did that interest come from for you? And what's the latest that you have going on as far as that that side of things that you do off the mat? Yeah, so... um that interest just came from my dad, I guess, because ever since a young age, he's always been working on cars and bikes and whatever he has. And um, there's a couple like pick and pull junkyards back at home. So we just kind of go there for fun, just look around. And if we see anything we like, we just grab it, pay for it. And um, right now I'm working on an old uh, 
1974 Yamaha DT175 two-stroke bike. It runs, but it's a little rough, a little rusty and all that. So I'm just trying to make it road legal again. That'll definitely definitely give you something fun to do this off season for sure. I know you like to follow these action sports as well and participate in some of them. You mentioned skateboarding, scootering, BMX, motocross. How often are you able to do stuff like that and balance it with wrestling? Because I know coaches are kind of a little bit prickly sometimes about having some of those hobbies that are a little bit more dangerous. How do you balance that? And what what does that look like for you as far as participating and, and consuming some of those other motorsports that you enjoy? Yeah, so um, high school, I used to do it a lot more. Like, sometimes I would have my mom and dad pull out the cars out of the garage and I would put some sweats on and skateboard or scooter in my garage to lose a couple couple pounds. But now it's just kind of, it's more like off-season. I do it just here and there for fun. And now more often I just kind of watch the videos. Like I'm huge into this guy named Scotty Kramer and he's he's pretty inspirational and fun to watch. And we'll definitely do our best to. It's good. It's cool that you're, you're, you found it as a, as a way to cut weight. But I'm sure Coach John Mark and, and and the wrestling staff don't want you on wheels too much or on bikes too much. So fun, fun that you get to balance that out. Wanted to ask. That's what you like to do, kind of on your own time. What do you and the teammates like to do if y'all have some off days or just hanging out? What do, What do you and the teammates like to do? What's like kind of the the team activity for y'all that y'all do outside of stuff when you're not on the mat? Yeah. So for season and during season, most of the times we just kind of just chill at one of our houses on the couch and just just talk cuz season we don't really do much as much there but off season we like to go to the river do like little bonfires at our houses and stuff like that just little nice little get together things Definitely, definitely can't can't buy that time that you have with your teammates and those little moments, whether it's even just sitting around and watching a game and hanging out to getting to do stuff like that. Definitely the moments you feel like you remember more when your career is over versus maybe even some of the stuff you get to do on the mat. Tommy, I also know you're a you're a snack and drink enthusiast. You you follow some social media accounts that have the, the latest snack and drink releases and trends. You like to go out and find them. What's what's been the latest and greatest finds you've had? Let us know what's going on in that world, what you've gotten to try lately, what you've been a fan of. Yeah, so um, recently I found the new uh, Celsius Energy drinks. They got, um, instead of the 12-ounce bottles, they have uh, the 16-ounce cans now. And all those flavors are really good. All the ones I had, I've, I've had, um, I think there's five, and I think I've had all five of them. And they're all really good. Um, and then Pop-Tarts came out with the new, uh, well, new old uh, strawberry milkshake flavor, and that one's... That one's really good. That's Pop Tarts, my go-to snack. And I'm still trying to find this new one. That's a chocolate chip pancake one, but I haven't had luck finding that one yet. Well, I'm a football player. They just had the Pop Tart Bowl. I don't know if you saw that. They had like a live mascot that was wearing the Pop Tart outfit. They had all that stuff. So maybe we can find some wrestling NIL deal with the Pop Tarts. Get get that into the wrestling world for you for sure. Give us give us your top three. What what are Tommy Askey's top three Pop Tart flavors? If you if you had to give them right now. Top three right now is for sure strawberry milkshake, cookies and cream, and s'mores. Uh, easy. You're you're a dessert guy. Some of those dessert ones are definitely good. I can definitely co-sign the, the the last two you said, but I'll have to try the first one. I know growing up in my high school, they had the hot fudge sundae in the vending machine, and that was always a hot one. Like people would try to get that one as fast as possible. But I, I like the originals too. I love the the brown sugar one. The wild berry works for me. So kudos, kudos to you and your in your diligence and in, in your in your pop tart journey. But 
Last thing and I wanted to leave you with, you, you some of your favorite athletes you, you mentioned, two of them really stood out to me, and that's Mike Tyson and, and Conor McGregor. Those are two people that obviously take up a lot of the space in, in the combat world and their respective sports. Could you maybe talk about those two guys, what impact they have on you, and really just kind of wrestling, boxing, UFC, that, that world and the impact they've had on that? Yeah, those guys are just they're just fearless. Fearless, fun to watch, and exciting. And they're just warriors, really. And it's just Conor McGregor, too. This is press conference watching them. Those You can always get a little kick out of those because he's just he's serious and funny and all that. And, yeah, they're just, just fearless warriors. Yeah, definitely two one-of-one people in the, in the sport, guys whose documentaries I always find myself falling back and watching and never never getting enough of, of their content and their stories. Well, that'll wrap up this conversation for us, Tommy. But before we let you go, we got to hit you with a rapid fire. I have a couple quick questions before we send you off. Sound good? Yeah. First one is, who is the toughest opponent you've had to wrestle against? Is this Lifetime? Yeah, we can go Lifetime for sure. Um, Probably... Probably Ian Miller, just in the practice room. Good choice, good choice. Now, now, what's your favorite color? Blue. And what is your favorite restaurant in Boone right now? Bella's. Great pick, great pick. Big, big fan of their Mazo Stromboli. I hope they still have that, and I'll definitely have to get it if they do when I'm back in town. And what's the best artist to listen to before a match? Who gets you right in your headphones before you have to go out there and take the mat? Um, I'd say maybe. Maybe some Bon Jovi. Always a good pick. Always a good pick. And, and last one, the, the baddest man on the planet is a term that's used a lot in combat sports. But in, at, at App State right now, pound for pound, who is the baddest man on the planet for App State wrestling if you had to choose one guy on your team? Ethan Oakley. Ethan Oakley, a great pick. Thought you were going to say yourself, maybe. I think you could have given yourself the title too, but we'll let Ethan have it on this one. Tommy, really appreciate you joining us on the program, spending some time with us, and of course, best of luck the rest of this wrestling season. Thank you. 